We read it. Brother Campbell read And we're going to be back in it. And then Brother Brown is in it. We're going to be in it. Luke chapter 17. Well, I'd like to read the whole chapter, but I'm not going to do it. Verse 20. When he was demanded over by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, I see Brother Brown was on the kingdom of God on a lesson. He answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, you're not to take that to be a denial of the coming kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God now. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. Now this is would be a harmonizing passage for Matthew 24. But this is as Luke records it, and Matthew's is as Matthew recorded it. Both of them by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. For as the lightning that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. There he's talking about his passion, death, burial, and resurrection on the the cross. And as it was in the days of Noe, you're reading the Greek, that would be what this, Noah we call him. So shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. So you see, he's not denying the coming kingdom. He's not denying the coming of Christ. He's just saying, you need to understand that the kingdom of God is in you right now, but there's, his kingdom ruleth over all. Now, how was it in the days of Noah? Well, here we see. If you go back to Genesis, the sixth chapter, you'll see it. But here, verse 27. They did eat. They drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now, I've always been curious about that marrying and giving in marriage. And I've come to the opinion that it may have been something like what we've got in our world today. What do we have? We have men marrying men and women marrying women. And I don't know much about it, but I've heard about it. Some idiots marrying animals. Seem like, yeah, and demanding that they have a right to do so. 
Others wanting, what do they call that? Polyamorous marriage. Poly means much. Mean a man marrying two, three, four or more wives or a woman marrying two, three, four or more husbands. That's polyamorous. Lots of talk about marriage. Nothing about scriptural marriage. But unscriptural marriage. So do you think maybe I might be a little bit right here? Because I know there, marriage is honorable and all in the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. That's what the Bible says about legitimate marriage. There's nothing wrong with a legitimate marriage. And legitimate marriage is between a man and a woman. That's what legitimate marriage is. Because God ordained marriage in the Garden of Eden. The Supreme Court didn't ordain marriage. Judges didn't ordain marriage. They just usurped the authority, taking the authority on themselves to redefine marriage. But God defines marriage and they've got no right to do it, though they do it. They think they have a legal right to do it, but they don't have a moral right to do it before God. Anyway, so that's, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Now the liberals, as soon as they hear that fire and brimstone, oh, that's just a myth. The myth is their minds. It's alleged they have minds, but they don't. They have mud in their brain, mud in their brains. They don't have clear minds. <coughs> yes, there was and is such a thing as fire and brimstone. Yes, there have been archaeological digs around uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and Zor, the plains of Zor, and they have dug up the remains of fire and brimstone. Because when God said it rained fire and brimstone, from heaven and destroyed them all. He's telling the absolute, detailed, verbatim, literal history of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now the homosexual bunch, LGBTQ, queer, whatever. They say that, I can say it. They don't like to hear about Sodom and Gomorrah. Matter of fact, where was that woman that got arrested for reading Romans first, first chapter? <laughs> and if they can arrest us in this country for it, they will do that very same thing. When you talking about this last night, brother, said something about it. Today, one of you did, anyway. So, it is verboten. That means German for dangerous, 
forbidden to talk about this in public. Not for me it isn't. It may be for everybody else, but not for me. Because I ain't shutting my mouth. Oh, we got to show love. If your love justifies gross sin, it is, it is ungodly love. Anyway. Verse 30. Even thus shall it be in the days when the Son of Man is revealed. Could you say we're probably moving very close? I think so. In that day he which shall be upon the housetop. Now see, this is not talking about 70 A.D. Because it says in that day. And what is the context of that day? The Son of Man is revealed. <coughs> the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. The revealing of Jesus Christ. That's the coming of Christ. That's what. Let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. See, we're supposed to have a single eye. Our eyes to be on the Lord. Doesn't he say here that if you put your hand to the plow... And look back. You're not worthy of the kingdom of God. We're not to look back. We're to keep foraging ahead. Pursuing holiness. Pursuing the Lord. Pursuing pleasing the Lord. Are all of my actions pleasing to the Lord? I wish they were, but I couldn't dare say they are. I'll have to wait for him to tell me. But there's a reasonable amount of effort that goes in my part to please the Lord. I think there is. I may be totally wrong. But that's what our lives are to be. And we can't be looking back. Now he's going to give us something here. And this is directly related to what we just read. Remember Lot's wife. Now what did he say? Let him not return back. That's what he just said. And take the number 32 away from there. This is continuation of the thought. Don't let those numbers break the scriptures. I appreciate that they're there so you can find scriptures. But they are not inspired. What was his name? Robert. uh, Robert, uh, Anyway, he put those in there riding on horseback. Running from persecution. Remember that? 
Now, he said, remember Lot's wife. Well, I'm not going to vilify women. But there's some women that you need to know the truth about them. I think probably there's far more women to praise in the Bible than there is to vilify. But now there are some that are just no good. And they certainly aren't examples. Now, Proverbs 31, we have a marvelous example of a virtuous woman. Man, ladies, you ought to teach that to the kids, to your girls. Let them know what a virtuous woman is, what kind of, what, what kind of woman, what kind of wife, what kind of mother she's, she needs to be. That's her example. Of course, us guys, we've got our perfect example. Jesus Christ is our example. How you doing, huh? I'll tell you how I'm doing. Yeah, oh me, that's, that's the correct one. Absolutely. But now there's some women in the scripture just, oh. Now Eve, give the devil his due. Eve got out of her place. She made a decision that she wasn't supposed to make. She wasn't in a position to make that decision. Adam was. But she made a decision, and it was the wrong one. And then she led Adam. But Adam had his eyes wide open. She was deceived. If there's anybody that's more guilty, it's Adam. And he's the federal head of the human race. Somebody's all preach that kind of stuff. Well, no wonder you people are ignorant. Preachers keep them in ignorance. You teach people. That's what. You teach God's servants. You teach them the word of God. Federal head of the human race. Federal means representative. We've got an alleged federal government that allegedly is representative of the American people uh, unless, unless you've got Democrats in office. Now they're representatives of the liberal left, the psychotic left. But federal means representative. Adam was the, Adam number one was the federal head of the human race. He was the representative of the human race. We all were similarly Present in Adam. Every human being goes back to Adam and to Eve. Matter of fact, there, Adam called her the mother of all living. <coughs> now that ain't animals. All human beings. One of the biggest lies that's being told by the Fayette County school teachers and the other county school teachers and all over this country is that children are animals. What a stinking, dirty, devilish lie. And that most of them do it. 
Well, they'll pay for it. But your kids are paying for it too. Anyway, so I'm not going to put Eve down on the list of women that ought to be vilified. But I can tell you one, Jezebel. And there are many others. But now you're supposed to remember Lot's wife. Let me finish reading this. Verse 33. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. Now, we're coming up on this stinking Fauci flu again. Not denying that it that a flu exists. But I'm telling you where it came from. It was manufactured at the Wuhan laboratory, which is a biological warfare laboratory in our biggest enemy, Wuhan, China. And Fauci was in charge of it using U.S. tax money to develop that. And have they turned it loose? I don't doubt. How did it get loose? From a laboratory, how did it get loose? Now we're getting ready for another Biden election and they're turning it loose again. They're going to try to lock the country down again. Because they're scared to death of Donald Trump getting back in office. The very best president we have ever had next to him is Ronald Reagan but he is the most American president that honors the constitution than any president we've ever had and they're so afraid of that because he messes up their playground where they get their millions and billions of dollars and by the power and all of what they do. They're filthy people is what they are. They're criminals. Now, I'm not saying that flu doesn't exist. Some people have had it and not had any problem. Others have had it. And if they go to the hospital, they probably get that shot and die. I forget the shot. The stuff that works, they won't sell. Ivermectin thing, they won't sell that, and that does work. And then the old one, what was the old one? I forget that one, the old uh, drug for uh, malaria. And it's cheap, but they won't sell it because those criminals have blocked it. I don't know whether they, they burned Maui down or not. I think they did. I think somebody wants, wants Maui for some reason. And they've already, how many? Over a thousand, not counting those that are lost. We've got some problems here, folks. We, we don't have good old USA government. And haven't had it since that dude's been in office. So well, you're supposed to be respectful of him. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask you a question I've asked before. I think we will see the Antichrist. 
We will be here through the great tribulation. Some of us may die, but I mean, the Lord's not coming before the tribulation. I believe he's coming before the wrath of God. But there's a whole lot to transpire. Now, I believe we will see the Antichrist. Now, what if these smart addict preachers, oh, you got to pray for the president. You going to pray for the Antichrist? I'm not. I don't have to pray for God's enemies. I have to pray for mine. But the Antichrist is not my personal enemy. But he is the enemy of God. Antichrist, he's the, en he's the enemy of God. I don't have to pray for God's enemies. I can do like David. Lord, break their teeth. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Anyway, I wish he's goody two-shoe Casper Milk Toast sob sisters would ever read the Bible. Anyway, he says, Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. Whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. And there's nothing sexual about that. In hard times, everybody may not have his own bed. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Two men shall be in the field, the one shall be taken, the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither or there will the eagles be gathered together. And Brother Brown always said that was the Lord coming. Wherever the carcass is, that's the body that he's going to take out. Anyway. <clears throat> oh. If you've got a version or perversion of the Bible other than the King James, you may not even find verse 36 there. Because they say, oh, it's, really, it, it, it's not there. Yeah, <laughs> they do. But you know, I looked up the Texas Receptus and I can tell what that says. Somehow it's right there. So it's in my Bible, it's probably, it's not in theirs. As there are lots of verses that are not there. Verses that are plainly in the King James. And the text is receptive. Anyway, let's go on. A woman to remember. Not a whole lot said about her. Well, look quickly back in uh, Genesis. That'd be 19. Uh, this is where the angels come to Lot's house and uh, verse twenty 
Yeah, let's see. Verse 22. Haste thee, escape thither, or there. For I cannot do anything till thou become come thither. Till you get there. Okay. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Now that's what God says. And anybody says that he didn't, you're making God a liar. And I don't want to be around you. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord and looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Now you know what Sodom and Gomorrah became a symbol of? The lake of fire. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and forever. There's no wonder they want to get rid of Sodom and Gomorrah. I reckon if I was going to spend eternity there, I'd do it too. I'd try it too. Wouldn't do any good. But that's what they're trying to do. All right. So, Christ commands and warns to remember Lot's wife. I don't think she was a saved woman, do you? I think she showed what she was. And God turned her into a pillar of salt. Now you know salt is one of the elements of the earth. It's a vital element of the earth. We and, and animals can't live without it. Where's Derek preaching today? Salt lick. Obviously what that originally was, it was a salt lick. That's where animals and people went to get salt. Because they had to have salt and we all knew. Well, you've got to have salt. I know salt is a big enemy of everybody. Oh, I can't put salt on this. Well, you probably got enough salt in your food anyway. But you can't live without salt. So don't vilify something like that. It's necessary to life. Uh, fat's necessary to life. Maybe not as much as some of us have, but it's necessary to life. You gotta have fat. And listen to all these dietitian people, and they'll tell you everything's bad. Milk, eggs. Eggs, most perfect food you can eat. Anyway, not gonna we'll get into diets. But salt is very valuable. But now, if the salt have lost its savor, it's good for nothing. It don't even make fertilizer. I mean, what are you going to do with salt that has no saltiness? 
It'll kill grass. Nothing will grow in it. It's no good. But it is an element of the earth. You've got all kinds of elements of the earth, but salt's one of the major ones. So what is the significance here? Lot's wife, she hadn't, she was privy to all the knowledge that Lot had. The angels from God came and warned and all that and got them out of there. She knew what was going on. She had to have known what was going on. I don't know what kind of relationship her and Lot had. I can't imagine. But she knew she was being delivered from harm. Didn't she? They're being delivered from a firestorm. I don't want to see what it's like to have fire and brimstone. That's suffer. Fall from heaven on my head or on our roof. You think this roof would stop it? It'd burn right through the roof. We don't have anything here that would stop it. I would be eternally grateful to be delivered from that. Wouldn't you? Anybody had an ounce of sense would be. But she showed where her heart was. I don't know what she saved or not. I think she was not saved. Uh, she's been with Lot for a long time. I believe Lot's a saved man. You read in 1 Peter, you find out Lot was a righteous man. He made some bad decisions. Probably trying to bring her along. I understand that. But he couldn't change her. You can't change somebody. If you marry somebody to change them, you barking up the wrong tree. You ain't going to change them by marrying them. You make them worse by marrying them. Anyway. We've got to have some lessons here. Remember Lot's wife. And that's all about the second coming of Christ, isn't it? We've got the last days are very near. <clears throat> We're in them right now. I believe we are. The Lord's coming. Drawing near. Ah, oh, the worldliness of professing Christians. We've got lots of people going to lots of churches. Big time churches. We're not big time. Not at all. Never were, never will be. And these big time churches, they got big time orchestras, bands, rock bands. Why, you can go to those churches and you can get religious entertainment out the yin yang. And they can talk about this and that, but somehow never get to the truth of the Word of God. But they have a big religious entertainment and what budgets they must have. Some of them have six 
pastors or more. And that doesn't count assistant pastors, ministers of worship, ministers of music. While some of them have multi-million dollar payrolls. But you talk to the people. What do they know about the word of God, the doctrines of the word of God? And it's like talking to people that have never heard. Because the truth of the matter is, they've never heard. And that's where we are today. She had her religious privileges. Mrs. Lott did. She knew, she knew all the inside. She knew, she knew that Lot had a, uh, an uncle that was a servant of God. And Abraham was a servant of God. Amen. She knew all about him. And I think she knew what sin was. The true religion of God is very scarce. Now I can take you to places in other countries that I've been to. In Brazil, I guess I can still find them. There's lots of saints of God in Brazil. People that give their life for the Lord. We knew some in Hungary, Romania. A new couple in Germany. In Poland. Well, I knew, knew a fellow that stood on the street corners in uh, Warsaw, Poland. Preaching the gospel. Somebody walked up and put a cigarette out on his, right between his eyes. You know what he did? Continued on preaching. Didn't shut up. <laughs> I know people all over this world that are serious about serving the Lord and they have proven they give their lives for him. I like being around people like that, hoping some of it will rub off on me. She had a saved husband. Look at Second Peter, the second chapter. Verse 5, let's, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, that goes way back. But cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. See, they're in the abyss. And Revelation 9 talks about, about those things coming out of the abyss. Now I think that's who it is. These angels that sinned and have been chained in that darkness all this time. And that, that abyss, that bottomless pit is going to be opened up and they're going to come out. That's soon to come. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Now it says he was a preacher of righteousness, but I don't see where it says he was begging everybody to come into the ark. Well, 
and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example or example unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot. Now that doesn't mean only Lot. It means justified Lot. You see, he had, his wife started out, didn't make it all the way, and then he had his daughters. So Lot wasn't the only one who came out and got delivered from that. He vexed, he was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. There's Lot living in Sodom and Gomorrah. He was vexed means troubled. <coughs> with the filthy conversation of the wicked. <coughs> See, I don't need to be involved in those kinds of conversations. Do you? Those kinds of conversations don't do us any good. Matter of fact, they corrupt us. And we can be corrupted. For that righteous man dwelling among them. There he is. That's a lot. In seeing and hearing vexed, troubled his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. And the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Now there's a lot. A preacher of righteousness, a godly man living in an ungodly world. Now, Lot's problem, he named his own poison. Can a child of God do that and make a mistake? Boy, he did. He really did. Abraham let him choose where he wanted to go. And he chose the place, well, this will be for the good of my children. Hey. Oh, well, see, we'll leave here and go to a heretic church because they've got more stuff for our children to do. And they totally lose their children. Well, they wouldn't know truth if they saw it, if they heard it. Anyway. Lot wasn't a good witness. He wasn't the best witness, but he was a witness. Better than nothing. <laughs> Wonder how many times she called him a hypocrite. Think about that. Think what life was like for, for Lot living with her. Because whatever she said on the surface, it wasn't true in here. If she went along with some of his friends and some wait till I get you home buddy wait till I get you home tonight you're going to hear about it you hypocrite you who in the world do you think you are judging us I'm yeah but she would have been wise to have listened to even a not so good witness if he was a witness of the truth, you see. These preachers, well, 
It's the way he does it. No, if you had an ounce of sense, you'd understand. It's what he says, not how he says it. He had a godly uncle who prayed and interceded. We know Abraham interceded for the wicked. Didn't he intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah? Until he couldn't intercede. There wasn't anything to do. Well, you read the book of Jeremiah and you find out that God informs the great prophet Jeremiah. Though Moses and Elijah stood before me, two of the greatest interceders ever, though they stood before me, I would not hear them. Pray not for this people. Do you think that could be could could, could fit the United? I I always hear these guys. Somebody always puts it on Facebook. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people pray, but they never tell you what's in the rest of the chapter. And by context, there's no way that verse can apply to the United States of America. It cannot apply to us. Now, are we to pray? Yeah, we can pray. But, but God has not guaranteed us that he's going to straighten this mess out. Matter of fact, the other thing is true. He's not going to straighten it out. She knew, knew about Melchizedek. She even met the angels. <laughs> Did she? I mean, they were in her house. And I know they didn't talk about trivials. I know they got down to business because that's what they were created for. To carry straight the business of God. Amen. So they, did, they didn't mess around with trivials. You know, last time people talk about stuff, but they don't ever get around to what they need to talk about. Now really, you need to talk about reality. You need to talk about life. You need to talk about the real things. I never will forget. I was just so thrilled with this. My dad was a member here. He never showed a whole lot. But he said he was saved. And uh, him and my mother both. She came first, then he came later. But he, when he died, he was a member of this church. So did you ever see any fruit from him? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He had an old boy driving for him, Vernon Snap. Rough old dude. I liked him, but he was I knew him a long time. I even rode, rode with him several trips to New York City. Hauling livestock. <laughs> uh, anyway. He got lung cancer. And he was in the hospital, and we all knew he was going to die. He wasn't real old. I don't know what he was, probably in his 60s or something. I went down to see my daddy. He said, son, let's go see you now. Snap. He wanted to make a hospital call with me. Amen. So we got there to the room. And his sisters were there with him. They was all holding us. They was trying to get him to quit smoking. Lord, I think it's the wrong time to be doing that. Here he is dying of lung cancer. 
as if that's going to do something. Well, we talk, let them talk and all that. And he looked at me, he said, son, let's, let's tell him about the Lord. He wanted me to preach the gospel to him. And I did. He couldn't do it, but he wanted me to do it. And we did it. I don't, I don't know whether he trusts the Lord or not, but he died. That was one of the biggest thrills of my relationship with my dad. <laughs> anyway, she had a little bit of religion. Had to have a little bit of a lot. But her heart was wrong. She was in the gall of bitterness. See that book of Acts? The world was in her heart, and her heart was in the world. Remember Lot's wife? The world was in her heart, and her heart was in the world. Brother Campbell had us in 1 John this morning. Tremendous book. She didn't pass acid test, brother. Have you ever watched them? Now, I don't know tell them how many times David's done it. I don't know if you've done it yet or not, but you will be doing it. Putting the shocks on them. You've done it a lot, haven't you, David? Sometimes it revives them. And sometimes it doesn't. Right? And you take that charge of electricity. Now, this, I've just seen it. I've never been there for it. I've just seen it on television. Shows. You can take a cold, dead body, and you can put that electricity in there, and that body will practically jump off that table. Am I right? Well, there's movement there, there's activity. They're alive. Not necessarily. Well, she, she says a word every now and then. Not necessarily alive. Not let necessarily spiritually alive. Uh, just having religion in the home and in the family. And good preaching will not save you. Don't you remember that Judas Iscariot? Who did Jesus, Judas Iscariot live with? For at least three and a half years. I mean, traveled daily with the Lord Jesus Christ. Traveled daily. With the other 11 who were not like Judas. The other 11 who were legitimate saints of God. Well all that influence. Well no it didn't do for him. It just didn't do for Judas Iscariot. So well, my children will be ours because they're raised in my home. Well I don't know. You've got to wait and see. 
your influence, it may be good. Uh, well, if your influence is good enough, they'll be safe. Where'd you read that at? Salvations of the Lord. And obviously the Lord had not done a great work of grace in Lot's wife. However she looked, however she appeared to be with the righteous man Lot as her husband, and in that home, <clears throat> didn't work. You need the sovereign grace of the Holy Spirit. Just like everybody else does. Children of faithful parents do not necessarily follow suit. I people, I've heard preachers and missionaries brag about their children. My children do this, my children do that. Well, if they do, it's because God Almighty has done a work of grace in them and it doesn't really have much to do with you. Because I can show you just as many that have no conception of salvation that were raised up in homes of godly men and women, godly preachers and missionaries, and they don't serve the Lord at all. Well, is that their fault? No. Sin lieth at their door. Anyway, children may even despise the teachings they get from faithful moms and dads, faithful pastors, faithful teachers, faithful brothers and sisters. And especially the admonishments from mom and dad. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do this. You must do this. I can't wait to get out from that home. Uh, don't tell me that doesn't happen. It happens every day of the year. A lot. Remember Lot's wife. She had all of that religious privilege. Didn't do any good. Children of this church have many privileges. Listen, this church does a whole lot for children. Whether anybody realizes it or not, a lot of, of work is put towards children in this church and others. Many privileges here. I can remember listening to Brother Clarence Walker preach. I wish I could remember every sermon he ever preached, but I can't. Now, I do remember every sermon I ever heard Roscoe Brown preach, <laughs> but I was a lot older then. I heard many of the old-time preachers Preaching at Old Ashton Avenue. Brother Walker would have them in. 
What a privilege to be raised like that. I was nine years old when I read the trail of blood the first time. That was 70 years ago. I get fierce at these guys that say, oh, there's mistakes in that book. Well, tell me one, smart addict. Give me one. Never have one of them to give me one. They love to badmouth the truth, and that's what they're doing. Well, her sin was this. She looked back. But actually, that backward look proved who she was and what she was. That little thing revealed her true character. Of course, she was disobedient. That was the same as witchcraft. Not to obey, same as it, is the same as witchcraft. Oh, and witchcraft was a death sentence. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. That's <laughs> the Bible. Oh, I don't believe there's ever witches. I do. The Bible says there were. And her proud unbelief. Can you imagine? When she's looking back, fire and brimstone is falling on Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's where her heart wants to be. I always say this with Luke 16. The rich man and Lazarus, and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torment. But you notice the things he asked for. He never asked to get out of there. Why? Because he knew in order to get out of there, he'd have to bow the knee to Jesus Christ, and he wasn't about to do that. He knew he was where he belonged. He might as well have known it because that's where he stayed. He's still there. Anyway, she had a secret love for the world. Oh, many today in today's churches have a secret longing. To return to the world. And sometimes it comes out on them. And you see them. Head right back. Many people start well. But they end up. Like a dog or a hog. A dog goes back to his vomit. And a hog goes back to the water. She turned. To a pillar of salt. That was her judgment. You might say it's terrible to die in sin, and that's what she did. Didn't Jesus Christ tell those Pharisees, Ye shall die in your sins? Well, I'm going to quit.